0: You're listening to the Midwest Marketing Orange Hour Podcast with your host, Brett Matice. When people look at your last name, very difficult to, if someone says your last name and they say, sound it out. Tough, yeah. tough name to sound out. So, Thanks. what's the pronunciation then? Explain to people how you spell it. Sadoff. Sadoff.
1: Yep. A, germ, a very German name. Um, and actually, if you go through my family, my, my uncles, we all say it different, and I have no idea why. Oh, but, really? But our family landed on Sadoff.
0: Okay, uh, what are the other pronunciations? Sadoff. off. so sawed a little off. stronger yes. German.
1: So, it would be a little stronger German, yep. yeah. Wow, interesting,
0: yeah. very cool. All right, well, I guess to explain yeah. uh, who you are and, and where you're from for people that don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, Brad Sadoff, and I'm the CEO for Black Hills Works. Um, you know, I, I actually was born and raised in Minnesota, but... Really, where at Minnesota? Brainerd, Minnesota. Oh, no way, we have a bunch which, of friends
0: that live up in Pillager. Okay. Yeah, so right in your neck of the it, woods.
1: It is a phenomenal area for lakes and trees and vacationing. And um, I, I, I love to go back there and visit. Uh, my dad's still there. My sister and her family are still there. Um, you know, the the outdoor culture is awesome. Uh, the golf courses are awesome. But they've got real humidity and real mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, <laughs> big
0: time. Yeah, we've done our, our share of camping. Because I'm from Minnesota originally, uh-huh. too. Um, so we've done our share camping up in Pillsbury National Forest. Yep, or is it a na- it's state? It's a state yep. forest, it's not a, a national forest. Correct, state yeah, state yep. forest. Yep. And man, midsummer or like late August, ho oh, skeeters everywhere. It is. Yeah, it it's is. brutal. Yep. Okay, so for people yeah. that are are unfamiliar, what is Black Hills Works? What's the like umbrella overview, and then we'll get into more in depth as as we go along. Yeah,
1: Black Hills Works. we uh, we are a five hundred one c three nonprofit, and we are. Uh, what we're called in South Dakota code is a community support provider and uh, we're one of 20 organizations uh, Throughout South Dakota that is a community support provider. We're the uh, only one in Rapid City uh, area um, and One of there, there's one in Sioux Falls. that's about the same size of us, but we're you know, we're significantly larger uh, than the others Um you know, our mission is to serve adults with developmental and intellectual disabilities. And, um, you know, really, we came about, we're actually in our 61st
0: year of 61st, existence. So, yeah, now. you're not new to the game at all here. We,
1: we are not new. Um, very, We were uh, developed in the very, very early stages of a movement, actually throughout our country, of uh, deinstitutionalization, where... Um, before uh, our existence and before this movement, really, families that had a son daughter with a a developmental or intellectual disability, um, their only options were institutional services or try to figure out a way to do it all on their own. Um, and, And some chose that, but that is, that's it can be a real challenge. There uh, you know, folks with uh, disabilities have wonderful, wonderful gifts. They absolutely add so much value to our community and to a family. Um, but there there is generally um, a, a lot of extra support that the, that those folks uh, need. And you know the the institutional way of life, which, um, was was the most common, and that's, that was the solution for most people. Back then, even doctors, as a as a child was born and had an apparent uh, developmental disability right off the bat, doctors were just saying, you know, you need to send him or her off to an institution, and it was pretty just matter of fact, um, and that happened uh, for a long, long, long time. Our state uh, and all states had very, very, a, a number, multiple, multiple institutions and large popu- populations in the institutions. Um, and then families, uh, you know, about 60 years ago or so, just started going, there's got to be a better way. And, um, you know, institutional services, um, it wasn't a pretty thing. It wasn't a pretty thing. If you think of, of warehousing people, it's kind of one of those things really where
0: you probably look back on. It, it's like, man, what were we thinking? You and do. It's like you have those moments where you look back. It's like, whoa, you that do. seemed like a bad idea. How do we not realize that at the time?
1: Absolutely, you're you are kind of embarrassed. You are, um, and I don't know if folks just didn't know better. Or actually, what I think it was is folks, it, they okay, go off to the institution, and then you just don't look. If I don't look, I don't know. Yep, and out of I'd, sight, out of mind. And then I don't have to feel bad about it. But. Um, People did start looking, though, then, and going, there. this isn't what I want for my son or daughter. They're within conf- confines of an institution. Uh, they they were living in barracks-type housing. If you go to uh, the one institution that is still up and running in South Dakota, in Redfield, South Dakota, it's been significantly downsized. Um, actually, they reported here last month that their population's at 109 people, but in its heyday, it was just shy of twelve hundred people at that which one, which is like
0: the population of Redfield, South Dakota,
1: I, or greater probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I know my parents yeah. lived in Redfield
0: mm-hmm. of all places yep. uh, in the nineties, and it's like yep. yeah, very small town. So yeah. to have that uh, large of an institution there is it's it like, is the town almost couldn't support it. I'm sure.
1: Uh, you're you're right. You're right. It takes the community around it to also support it. But um, but they've. You know, they've pickled up a lot of buildings on that location. You look at the ones that they've closed down, you kind of like going, oh, that was a good decision. You can, just the environment, you can walk in it and go, gosh, I, that's not good for anyone. That's yeah, not good for anyone. For
0: sure. Yeah,
1: so, um, you know, there was, uh, you know, Geraldo Rivera did a, uh, a little, uh, went undercover in Willowbrook, North, uh, New York an institution in I think that was the early 70s and had to sneak in, but he did and, and expose some footage and uh, how people lived and how they were treated. And actually we use that in our orientation with new employees, uh, show excerpts and talk a little bit about that so that folks know why we exist. Um, and that Willowbrook Institution little documentary is a great uh, it portrays that because we want much, much better. We don't want this for anybody anymore yeah. uh, in our world even, much less our community, um, where, uh, yeah, it, it was horrific uh, for sure. in, that, in that documentary. But, um, you know, we had, in Rapid City, there was a, a group of parents that just go, there has to be better.
0: And say, yeah, you said people started looking, and yep. that was the start of the change. Yep,
1: yep, and some folks in the Rapid City community might be familiar with the Kibben-Custer School. Um, which is uh, part of the school district system. I think they use it mainly as an admin building now. But anyway, the Kibben name is is a famous name uh, uh, in developmental disabilities. And actually, it was the Kibben family that was part of that leadership group um, that lived over on lived over, had a home on West Boulevard. And go, no, we're just going to create our own little program. And Black Hills Works was born in the basement of. A home on west boulevard
0: which had to be uh, very difficult because you think of all the resource like the knowledge resources with mm-hmm. the internet we have it's like you have a question yep. you look it up that didn't exist back then they're like we got to figure this out on our own
1: yes a small group of families had to come together and um you know they hired a teacher but they had to take their own learning you know what they'd what each had learned it's almost i guess you could say it's almost like sharing best practices among each other on what um how do we help our children learn what they can learn because, uh, it you know, it's, it's probably true that they learn at different rates and learn in different ways, but figuring out how they learn and what they can learn so that as they reach adulthood, um, you know, they've, they've got some skills to be able to uh, go out in the community and participate in events, to uh, participate in the life of the community, to actually um, uh, I don't think there was so much done around employment and jobs at that time. There's a hu- huge push on that now because yeah, as absolutely. we as we learn more and more about capabilities and to support people, that's a big push now. But more more it was how to live a um, a productive community life and help out uh, in their neighborhood and uh, help out with organizations around town and and um, and have a good. I, a happy life, a happy life on it. And and, and I think that worked, you know, and, and the organization wasn't in that basement very long, uh, moved into a, a place in downtown Rapid City um, and was there for a, about 10 years or so. And then our organization moved to a place that's still part of who we are today over on Range Road, um and that built we've been in that building for a it's been part of who we are in our services for about 50 years it's it's taken uh, a lot of different looks over that 50 years oh, i'm sure a couple um, of remodels here uh, and there. there's been a couple add-ons and um you know it a, a little broken up when you have to do those add-ons but um you know Keep keep it current to you know what the needs over those fifty years are, yeah. um, and and actually we're continuing that process to da, uh, today today um, with some some more planned renovations of that building itself. Um, you know we were very fortunate, very grateful to be awarded some vision fund money from Rapid City this uh, this last year to help modernize that building and
0: for uh for i'm going to interrupt you real quick for the people that aren't from rapid or maybe they're listening from outside rapid can you touch on the vision fund just briefly to your knowledge of of what the vision fund is
1: yeah vision fund is a a really incredible program that rapid city our, our leaders were visionary to create back i don't even know how many years ago it was originally to help with funding of the original civic center and and a a, a tax that's added on to folks. And as that was paid off, our visionary leaders decided, you know, it's pretty good to leave that little tax in place because there's so many things. Our community is always going to have needs and going to want to grow. And this can be a fund to help um, both state government and help nonprofits that are doing work and service really for the city and the citizens to be able to have some assets to be able to do things with for the good of the city and the, and the folks that we support. So, yeah, it's a really um, awesome program that they have, and we're, we feel really fortunate to be part of it um, this this upcoming year. Um, but anyway, w- what we're doing with that building actually is kind of illustrates the development of uh, disability services because, you know, it was originally what would be called a sheltered site where it was all people with developmental and intellectual disabilities and in classrooms and a place where they could come for day services and, um, and then uh, go home with their families at night. Well, uh, in the evolution, you know, it evolved to where we did some work in there. We had a recycling center one time. We had a wood shop in there to start working with people on job skills. Um, Then a little further down the line we put a gymnasium in there and started going you know health and fitness is a really important thing for everyone including people with disabilities and we added that on and now our next iteration is to help convert that into a community center where it's a place, yes, for people with developmental and intellectual disabilities to come and to um, participate in classes, to participate in the health and fitness center. Um, We've got some really amazing programs with theater that we run out of that building, but also to open it up to the community and to turn it into a a community-based health and fitness center so that it helps facilitate integration of people with disabilities and our general community. Um, you know, we, we with the work that we do, so much of it is trying to find ways that we can get people that we support out in the community and participating in community events, be part of community clubs, to work at community locations. But there's also a component of folks that we do uh, serve at uh, varying levels within our our facilities. and. To be able to help make that as integration, to help our community experience all the great things that people with disabilities have to offer, um, where I guess you could call it like a reverse integration and making it so, here's this place that's open to the public now. Not that we've never had locked doors or anything on it, but you know it wasn't like signs, come on in, anybody, everybody welcome, and that's what we want to uh, turn it into. Come on in, and you know you can run on the treadmills next to folks with disabilities that we support, also, or um, use some of the classrooms for your uh, your civic club meetings, things like that. So oh, very cool. Yeah, and it it just what we've learned is that that sometimes even today people can be a little bit intimidated by people with uh, developmental disabilities just because don't necessarily know that's less and less you know as schools are more integrated but when you can facilitate a really meaningful relationship happening where they're doing something together they're side by side and without exception I can't even th- I can't think of an exception people go this is really cool yeah <laughs> I love this guy this lady this I mean, his personality is awesome he's funny he uh, has different ways of looking at things um, you know some of the some of the folks that we support are, are kind of savants in a way with with numbers and to be able to you know make a friendship with someone who you can tell them their birthday and then they can repeat that or they can tell you actually what day of the week that was in the year and actually when they see you the next year Connection without prompting, go happy birthday today. Yep. It's kind of like, how in the heck do I you really remember that? I really wish I had that uh, ability
0: because <laughs> I'm I'm horrible with birthdays. I really struggle. I so yeah, that'd be a great. Great little skill to yeah. have.
1: I do too. I do too. But um, but it's any way, any ways we can think of, and all the ways that we can think of that help facilitate the general community at large in interacting with people uh, with disabilities that we support is a great, great thing. So um and a not just a benefit to uh the people with disabilities that we support but we think it is a really valued service that we offer to our community oh absolutely
0: absolutely i'm going to throw this in in the conversation because i don't know when else we're going to be able to Mm -hmm. touch on it but i do want to uh brush on how you got involved personally with black hills works
1: yeah i love it um I had a 14 year career with Nash Finch Company, which is a regional grocery company. Um, and my journey uh, with Nash Finch Company, you know, I started with them in Sioux Falls. I went to Colorado with them. Um, eventually, they brought me up to Spearfish, South Dakota. And I opened a store in Spearfish. And really, that was my first experience with people with disabilities, and really closely, though, really, really closely. And what we did in that grocery store is we worked with um, Northern Hills Training Center, an organization up in Spearfish, to uh, employ people with disabilities that they also uh, provided residential supports to but wanted to have jobs for folks. And that was a great learning experience for me personally because that's where my development of, oh, these people really offer incredible value to our retail business. Customers uh, are attracted to them. They they, they bond with them. They uh, in these specific cases they made awesome grocery baggers. They did awesome work in our meat room, helping to keep that in order. Um, kept our, our our carts shagged and in the building, and uh, just helped us keep things uh, tidied up. And um, I had a group of three employees up there that um, actually I'd say really became friends with and. Learned the value uh, in the workplace that that people with disabilities could provide. Um, Life took me to Rapid City then to run a big store down uh, here in Rapid City and formed a relationship with Black Hills Works at that time to put to work people in uh, the grocery store I was running here doing kind of the similar type of things. And again, same experience, going, oh, these are awesome people. I love, love, love having them part of our workforce. Uh, they add they add to the the quality of the work environment for our employee base as a whole because our employees without developmental disabilities loved working with them, uh, loved hanging out in the break room with them on breaks, and loved just getting to know with them and participating in our, our work-based activities. Um, anyway, it um, over the years, I got questioned from corporate headquarters on the on the value of doing that, and you know a lot of times it's about numbers, and you know making the highest output, the highest productivity, payroll percent, payroll percent, payroll percent, and was pressured uh, twice to, you know, um, I wonder if this relationship is in the best interest of high output pro- productivity on it and having to have conversations with those folks about that's not what it's all about, that, um, well, one, first, I didn't think that the output productivity was bad on it. But when you look at all of the other things that those people brought to our business, um, even sacrificing productivity, if that had to be sacrificed, the benefits of the relationships with customers, the uh, impact that it has with on morale with other coworkers, um, the you know a degree of performing a, a civic obligation um, to be inclusive and diverse with diver, have great diversity in our workforce is it is kind of an obligation. It's a responsibility. Responsibility yeah, is probably a yeah. better word. Responsibility um, on it, and we did. We kept each time. It's kind of like oh, okay. See what you're talking about. See what you're talking about. Um, and I did, I guess just through that work and having to really 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 be strong advocate for it and make sure I fully understood all those benefits myself, it was a a, a phenomenal development journey for me and learning journey for myself. Um, uh, life goes on, and this company had decided to. Uh, I have more of a wholesale focus and a retail focus. And I was a district manager at the time. And the company eliminated the district manager levels. and yeah, Which puts you of, in a bad yeah, spot. Yeah, kind of like, hey, that's my job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, And didn't want to move from Rapid City. Um, so started kind of like, well, and, you know, there's not like a whole mess of grocery companies in, in Rapid City. Kind of like, well, I wonder if there's something else that I'm meant for. And... Um, the answer clearly was yes to that. And um, I often say uh, I wish I would have discovered Black Hills Works 14 years sooner than I did, although I also look at that and go, my experiences, though, in retail grocery, they're very, very beneficial to what i Yeah, they kind done of led you what do. Yes, there. They do. It's helped shape who I am and what I do. And actually, I, I really, really do feel makes me better in my job I do and have been doing Black Hills Works than if I didn't have those experience. So there is a purpose with everything. But came to work for um, um, the Black Hills Works organization and um, we had a vice president that was getting ready to retire that was over employment services. And I kind of knew that was kind of my bread and butter. Um, Employment and working with the workforce and um, you know, knowing how to match people in jobs and applied for that, got it. Um, Went on to work, oh, about five or six years in our employment services and um, learned a ton because employment, working with employment with folks with developmental disabilities, it is different than just the population at large. But you know it requires um, finding those right jobs, which is it's a little harder work finding those right matches uh, out there, and and helping people understand uh, more and more what the value of people with disabilities do offer to a workforce out there. Um, but let's see, I am in year seventeen with our organization now, and I can say, without a doubt, even thinking twice, that when i go home from work every single day during those 17 years i am happy i am thrilled with the organization i'm with and the work i do and my ab- ability knowing that the work i do really has what i view as a higher purpose on it that it, it is I, the, the best way to say it, it it is extremely fulfilling and much much more fulfilling than any of the previous work experiences I had. Not that those weren't bad jobs or anything, but you just know that um, what we're doing is really, really important. And if I weren't doing it, the, something, no matter how little that day, you know, each day is a little bit different, but. Um, that I had the ability to uh, impact someone, some other human being's life in in some way to make it a little bit better. Yeah, which I love that answer because
0: you get a lot of people it's like, yeah, I work here. It's as boring as it sounds. Yeah. It's like you speak with it with passion, and and you can tell you care. And, and you definitely, the fulfillment thing is, is you're right on it. It's, it's, it's yep. very fulfilling. It is. Awesome. But yeah, we're going to take a quick yep. break, and okay. then we'll come back and we'll talk about all of Black Hills Works affiliates. All right. Sounds super. Hey guys and gals, it's Brett Mattice, the host of the Midwest Marketing Podcast. I need you to do me a favor really, really quick. I promise you it won't take long. However you're listening to this here podcast, go on to iTunes, Stitcher, maybe you're just on our website, whatever it is, go give us a five-star rating. See those stars? There's going to be five of them. Just go to the one furthest on the right-hand side, click that one. Maybe write a few quick nice words about us. Unless you don't like us very much, then don't write anything at all. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Let's get back to listening. All right. So we could talk about this for hours on end, especially when we're coming up here, but we'll just give like brief overviews. um, And then if if people are real interested, we'll put links in the show notes so that they can check out in more detail. But we want to give everyone like a nice brief overview of all your affiliations uh, with Black Hills Works. Okay. So let's do it like kind of starting lineup style where I'll name one and then you give the definition of it if that works. Sounds great. Okay. So your first one is just your general residential care. Maybe that has a fancier name than what I'm saying, Um, but can you kind of overview that?
1: Yeah, we provide residential services, and they're in a large array because the housing needs that folks have uh, vary. It goes from uh, what we call small community homes, where if you drive through the neighborhood, they just look like every house in the neighborhood, to a little bit larger group homes where they're situated in neighborhoods, but they're a little bit larger, where they've got like eleven or twelve people that that live in there, um, and they live family style uh, in there. Uh, to supported apartment buildings, some of them are supported twenty four seven. Some are report, supported just during awake hours, um, and some specialized environments for um, that just where the environments are adapted for unique needs, unique accessibility needs uh, that. Often isn't found in in general construction. So
0: yeah, for sure. So you're saying are some of them not supported at all, or there's is there a level of support everywhere?
1: Yeah, there's a level of support everywhere in those. We we do uh, for for homes, apartments that we don't own. Though we also do support a lot of our more independent folks with disabilities to live in community based locations. They'll rent from just a commercial landlord. Um, and we might stop by, maybe it's just once a week to check on them. Maybe it's, maybe it's once a day to go, okay, how are things going with your budgeting? How are things going with your medications? Are you, you got all your appointments lined up? Are you having any problems at work? Typically, all those folks are working a job. Um, just checking with them. They're more independent. But then we definitely have uh, homes where, and, and we, we own all of these under several HUD projects, actually, Most of them under HUD projects, where you know we're helping people with activities of daily living, where they need, uh, you know, care, uh, getting in and out of wheelchairs and on a toileting and into shower. It, you know, requires using uh, lifts that are specialized lifts to transport people. But um, some of the folks have uh, tubes that for feeding on it, which are you know kind of a lot of medical care, medical care also. So. Uh, yeah very very wide range of residential supports
0: okay i'm springing this on you i didn't Mm -hmm. let you get prepared but is there you know how many people are are in your residential program yeah i'm probably using the wrong terms there but yeah
1: yeah that are in in residential um uh, facilities that we own or control we're at about we're about 330 people right now okay so Yeah. yeah
0: okay awesome So next on the starting lineup, I guess we're moving to shooting guard if we're playing basketball or Uh running back if we're playing football. Um, The workforce training that you guys do um, and help uh, people that you support get into the workforce.
1: Yeah. Yep. We do um, employment support services um, where we have a team of people that helps work with all the rest of the people on the team and the individuals and their family members to implement um, a principle that's called employment first, which Everybody that comes into our services, one of the very, very, very first things we look at is how can we help this person be employed? Because as with everybody, a, a, a big part of your life usually is employment and how do you yeah, contribute? You
0: spend more of your life yep. with your coworkers than you do with your family.
1: Absolutely. And we want to make the assumption first coming in that, hey, you're going to work and you're, you know, doing work that you get fulfilled doing and contribute to our community. We're going to make that assumption first, and go: Are are you? Do you have a goal, a desire, an ability to be uh, competitively employed with Walmart, uh, Taco Bell, um, whoever it might be out there? Um, and if the answer is yes to that, is it um, for jobs that those businesses might just have postings for as is, and you can slot into? a cashier position at Walmart and maybe do that job as they fully have it posted. Maybe, you know, need some little bit more specialized individual training, but essentially complete the job as they have a job description. Or can we work with an employer to job carve a little bit to go, hey, this person has a desire ability to do these types of things that your business appears to have a need for. Are you willing to like carve some things out and maybe uh, uh, mix some job duties together so that this can be a, a win for you and a win for this person with disability. And let me take, this is a shout out to our Rapid City community. I am so proud of the number of businesses that are willing to work with us on that. Um, it, it's, it, it's great. Yeah, it which is great is awesome. to have so cool. those conversations and very rarely, you know, we don't get the door slammed on us people are willing to at least have a conversation which we so appreciate and and um, uh, value from our from our community at large and you know it doesn't always work but being willing to have that conversation to see what's possible is really really awesome and then the business going wow never thought yeah. this could happen and and us together working to go wow yeah we can we've been able to get this guy to work with you in a job that uh, is offering value to the business and to that person. Um, and then we uh, uh, we take a look at, you know, if neither of those work, can, does this person have the ability to work with, like, a small crew? And we have some relationships, partnerships with um, family fairs, an example, Mount Rushmore and Crazy Horse and several uh, hotels throughout town where we go in with a group of four people, six people, um uh, you know whatever the right number is and going, can we work as a cr- using hotels as an example like some hotels will set up the fourth floor is yours and your crews, Black Hills Works crews to take care of. So our team with the team leader, job coach, runs through and they do all the housekeeping on the fourth floor on it. Um, and that works amazing. But in a, in a setting like that, we're able to have a job coach, Right with them side by side to make sure they're successful and the job's getting done to the quality of the employer. At the end, we have um, uh, a quite a good selection of um, Ability One jobs, which are jobs for the federal government, um, uh, working in their supply stores, in their dining facilities, doing custodial services, mail services. But those are able to have a higher level of support with them also because we also have job coaches. With them to be able to help ensure that they're successful. And then um, on to um, uh, more uh, center based work where folks are working, uh, you know, as a smaller group again, but in a setting where they can get really, really intense and specialized supports for uh, some things like, you know, using the bathroom and maybe some unique medical care that they need. But they're able to do work for. Businesses in Rapid City that we have relationships with to uh, complete uh, towel folding or uh, assembling kits for Rapid City Regional Hospital is a good example. Um, um, But they're able to do work to earn a paycheck and experience that dignity of work. It's With vocational services, I'd say one of the really, really important things I've learned over the years is it's not necessarily the size of the paycheck. That always makes a difference. Sometimes it is. Some people, you know, have goals where they want to experience and buy things, but way, way, way more often it's being able to experience the dignity of work and that you're doing something, you're making a product, you're doing a service that other people need, and the dignity of work um, gives even people with disabilities, people as a whole, um, that ability to kind of achieve what I was talking about with my own fulfillment, to achieve a sense of fulfillment that um, the kit that they put together for Rapid City Regional Hospital, a surgeon is going to use that and save somebody's life or fix some illness that they have. They We help them draw the connections to that. Um, and that is an incredible feeling. Yeah. That's a great outcome. I think
0: everyone, everywhere, uh, no matter who, is is you're kind of looking for that making a difference you want to make a difference yes um in, in someone else's life and you get that like you said with with your job yeah. or making a kit at the regional hospital and and helping someone's life be saved right and so it's like you're giving people that opportunity mm-hmm. so you touched on a couple of them mount rushmore family fair mm-hmm. uh where are some other businesses if you can name drop for us that that we can see people that you guys support um yeah
1: um oh the rushmore hotel um the days in um, Walmart um, uh, mid-continent water testing um, uh, sea lock industries um, uh, Black Hills bagels uh, taco Johns it, I could just go on and on I, it yeah it's walk down Main Street yep. it, it really it really is awesome it really is awesome uh, Colonial house are I, just yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. It's phenomenal.
0: The Colonial House guys will be happy. They were just on this here podcast, they, so they'll yeah. be happy that you gave them a shout out. Um, there, yes, shout, and
1: they do. You want to give out shout outs to these folks because they've they've worked in a, in a partnership with us, and 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 I I think I can say it's you know if the Colonial House guys were here, I am. 100% certain they'd say, yes, it's an awesome relationship. Yes.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's,
1: uh. Xavier's a rock star on our team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've met Xavier. He's a great yeah. guy. Yes. Yeah, yep. awesome. Uh, now, on to if you just talk about go down Main Street, but if you go down Main Street, oh, I'm somewhat new to Rapids, so the street uh-huh. names, I know where it's at, but you go down Main Street, you take a left, you're going to find Bakeworks. Yep. What I, street yep. is Bakeworks on? on? Well, it's on Mount Rushmore Road. It is on Mount Rushmore right, right. Road. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. For sure, can you talk about BakeWorks and what it is? Because that seems like a very unique thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're everywhere, yeah. um, but it seems really unique.
1: No, it, it's it is unique. It is unique. Um, you know, BakeWorks. It's it's part of our employment program and and skills development. You know, it's a it's a social enterprise we've uh, undertaken to, um, with the primary goal of. Um, teaching job skills for people with disabilities and by having it be in a social enterprise that we're running we're able to control it a little bit more for for folks that are still building job skills doing a little work hardening actually is is a good way to put it where um you know maybe their goal is to is to actually i think in all the cases is to work competitively with an outside business but Working with them on some work hardening to go. Okay, if you you know you got a schedule, you got to be here at nine, not nine fifteen, you know. And you know this shift, you know a, a, a business down the streets gonna probably need you for you know maybe a four hour shift, something like that. You know we'll try to work with them, but being able to. Um, handle that length of a ship, whatever it is, um, and to be able to, you know, learn some skills about customer service, uh, some skills in in baking and food prep, some skills on operating a cash register, um, some skills in uh, pots and pans and dishwashing, that all those skills are transferable to multiple other businesses throughout our community. Um, So that's, primary or goal number one with it. But goal number two is to also offer a place where people can continue to learn more about people with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Because when you walk into that place with the um, the photography, the photogra- or the photos in it tell a story in itself. Oh, absolutely. And they're, they're photos of people with disabilities participating in jobs and activities in our community. So the visual, I think, is educational in itself. But you're in an environment where you are interacting with people with disabilities. You're going, hey, this is a pretty cool experience, on it. Um, and then also, you know, where you look for as many wins as you can, and trying to m- contribute to our downtown community. You know what what was in the places where uh, we're at. You know, we're kind of businesses that um, came in and left, and uh, maybe didn't offer that great of a now for a lot of value added to our downtown environment where we think bakeworks does it's another yeah, sure. it's another cool place a cool experience that that people can have and you know for tourists uh, that come and, and and all of our local citizens it's it's another reason they say i love hanging out downtown yes uh, for so sure so when we can uh, you know when we can support our community that supports us so well we absolutely want to do that
0: yeah so. no brainer and then you also have two uh, like fine arts affiliates as well. Yep. Can you touch on Suzy Kappa and Flutter?
1: Yes. Um, the Suzy Kappa Arts Center, which is downtown by where Bakeworks is, very, very close to it um, on St. Joseph Street, is, boy, I, I tell you, I-, I really don't think it's going too far to say that it's the best in the world.
0: The art in there will knock your socks off. The art center, the art in there, the whole thing is great. The art
1: experience, it is something we're proud of so much. Uh, What we've been able to accomplish with the Susie Kappa Art Center is mind blowing. Um, You know, it's a gallery downtown in the hub of our art community, in the hub of our downtown that includes and brings people with developmental disabilities. Right into the middle of that experience. And it does show. We have been so blessed and so fortunate to find partners that have been able to come in in artist in residence kind of programs and work with our artists with disabilities to help show, to help inspire them really is what it is. Because the art that they're creating isn't stuff that we're dictating that they have to make and telling them what to make. It's like going, who are you as a person, What, what did, how do you want to express yourself through art, in what medium, is that painting, is it drawing, is it in fabric arts, is it in clay, what is it in? And kind of learning, you know, taking a journey and learning what's possible and how they can create these expressions of what they're feeling. And the outcomes as you kind of indicated are really super cool oh they're amazing they're absolutely amazing yep really super cool and and being in a tourist community one of the benefits that we have is we're selling art all over the world because we ship um, as a good art gallery would um, and we do that same thing and we're shipping we're shipping art all over the world Um, as well as getting phenomenal support from our community i mean you know, we will have um, doctor's offices, business office come in, and, you know, they're moving to a new location and need to decorate their offices. And what better way to decorate it with than with an array of Susie Kappa Artists' art products. And I've been to some of those places. Some of them I didn't even know that they actually were doing that with us. Like, man, this place looks awesome. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, your art's incredible. Yeah, it's like, oh, <laughs> um, that's us. <laughs> it is us. Yeah. It is us. Um, but... Yeah, the the experiences that folks are able to have in their the the community's able to come in during you know all the the normal hours that it's open just like every business downtown see the artists in all their creative stations working and you know the other part you know next to that's the gallery where they display it and um, artists love you know coming out and giving that personalized attention if somebody wants to buy a piece of theirs and telling them a little bit about it telling their story one of the things i think we do really really great is the 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 pieces that are on the wall or on display they've all got the artist card an artist card by them that tells a little bit of a snippet of the story of that person
0: that's like the a huge and, part of art is like you look at it and it's like it i is, got this from here and this is the story behind it it's like the painting most I mean a lot of art is amazing but it's like Uh, what takes it to that next level is the story
1: it is it is and um, you know to one example you know one of our artists um, has a condition where she has no hair and um, she's a beautiful beautiful lady um, um, and has not had any hair for um, her I think her whole life but her specialty is these uh, pieces that are uh, styro- styrofoam generally faces that she does these wild hair artistic pieces and they are so beautiful and it's her way of expressing herself and and I cannot believe how many of those she sells she they, they just fly out the door um, but it it's a really really unique. Uh, you know story she has of why she does it Um, and people fall in love with that and they're they're beautiful they are absolutely beautiful pieces so
0: they're very very cool it is like you said it's probably one of the coolest art facilities in the world and that's not a over exaggeration either it's it's very very cool yeah Yeah.
1: awesome and then and you mentioned flutter productions flutter productions is um a, a little newer with us and again, even though it's newer with us, saying it is the best in the world, and I know that's a huge statement. Oh yeah, for sure. I am so proud of that program, the work that is being done out of Flutter Productions, which is, um, it's dance, theater, expression through storytelling, writing poems, writing books. The things that our partners, uh, you know, some of them being our staff and some of them being uh, community partners that come in and volunteer with us, and some of them are, um, you know, like artist in residence kind of folks that, that come and work with us, music therapy uh, kind of outcomes. But um, we started in a partnership with um, uh, Andrea Schaefer and Heather Pickering Um, I'm trying to remember the year exactly. It's been a couple handful of years, eight years or so ago. I I apologize. I can't remember the exact year. But they had an original vision but wanted to do this with people with disabilities and create a theater dance uh, production. And we did it with them. And we, we, we actually did. It was a partnership between the Susie Kappa Arts Center and Flutter. Well, as time's gone has gone on. Um, about three years ago, uh, Heather Pickering, she was on a journey of uh, getting her master's degree in theater and arts over at University of Wisconsin and um, kind of, you know, we need to do something even bigger with this. this we've had phenomenal outcomes from these these personally written productions they're not off-the-shelf productions they're custom productions that there is such high potential to do more and even bigger and better. So we employed Heather as our artistic director there and the productions that we put on uh, you know they're they're written it, it's she has visions of you know what would be cool high-level topics to tell. And then works with people with disabilities to kind of vet out what the storylines are going to be. What, like, what would you want your role to be in this? What do you, what do you have to say? And she has such an awesome talent of being able to put that into a production. Um, it, it, it's mind blowing. And all of those productions, um, you know, they every one of them. It's called mixed ability productions because every one of them involves a component of people with disabilities and a component of outside community members, whether that be children coming in from school programs or after-school programs, uh, partnering with dance studios, just part partnering with communities at large out there. And they come in, and these people sometimes are hesitant, but Heather has a way of going, no, come on, you need to try this, you need to tie this. And again, at the end of it is going, oh, I made all these friends, and uh, you know these people are so awesome. And, and they have. They have factually led to... Uh, long-term friendships on it, but but their productions that you know the fi- the rehearsals take place in our uh, building that I talked about that we're renovating. We we did some renovation of that to put in a, a little uh, floor that's appropriate for it and the right equipment. But then then we go out to community locations, whether it be the Performing Arts Center, the Doll Art Center. Uh, the civic center, the various high schools, and we put it on in community-based locations for the community to buy tickets to to come. And if uh, if you don't get goosebumps every time you see one of those, um, I don't know if you're human, <laughs> but <laughs> yes. they, they are just so moving and so touching. Um, I could again. I know you wanted me to brief on that, but I could talk for hours and hours and oh, hours yeah, about. Oh, yeah, it's a very very cool what's cool going thing. on there.
0: So yeah, yeah that's awesome. So some of the activities that you guys host around town um mm-hmm. like Suzy Kappa, Art Night um, yes. you have some mm-hmm. stuff like that. Can you touch on and, and go over uh, some of your big ones cuz you do a bunch of stuff. yeah. Um, but some of the big ones.
1: Yeah, Art Nights are you know born out of a you know partnership of being part of the downtown uh, community and that downtown uh, network and you know that the whole art community wanted to have this, hey, let's create an event every Friday uh, during the summers initially and have people go from gallery to gallery to gallery and of course we want to participate in that um, we've taken it big even bigger and better one we do it 12 months out of the year because we think it works so well and and we get so many people into the gallery for um, a unique experience every month that has artists in some way present to kind of show what they're skill is and to meet meet people um, you know bring in some entertainment usually like an acoustical guitar or someone always in my opinion always really really you know we have some great local entertainment oh, yeah great talent great talent they're very very entertaining food beverage people mingle we uh, always have some sort of program of some sorts where we're uh, maybe uh, awarding artist of the year during that event or where uh, showcasing a community partner uh, that we work with um, um, helping uh, some of the community artists that we have relationships with tell their story a little bit um, it, It's really always interesting and I guess the proof is in the attendance so um, we get great attendance at those and again it's always it's another way for people to learn about people with disabilities and what people with disabilities offer and can offer to our community. Um, Putt and Pub is one, an event that um, we just recently finished up uh, again, which uh, an event to, what we've worked to try to really, really do with our fundraising events is not have them just be a corporate fundraising event and you don't, and the only way you get to experience our mission is through a brochure or me standing at a podium talking about what we do. We've really, really moved to trying to to have all the events that we do include real-life human uh, mission stories, mission impact. With the Putton pub we have gone to uh, this really, really fun event that engages A generally a younger population of our rapid city that that we've found notice that hasn't had as many opportunities maybe to get involved in some of our fundraising events as like our gala and a golf tournament or uh, something where generally it's more of an older population that goes to yeah, it. You guys got a
0: lot of golf stuff. Uh-huh. I won't hold that against you. Yep. I have a lot of animosity yep. towards the game of golf, but <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. It's it for is. a good reason.
1: It is fun. It's fun. Well, the Putt and Pub, let me tell you, to do the Putt and Pub, you need zero golf talent um, That's to good. participate That's good. So in That's So I could do that. Uh, and there's a lot of zero golf talent, and everybody is welcome, and everybody has fun, and high scores are celebrated just as equally as low scores. Uh, it's all about... Uh, uh, the companionship, the friendship, meeting people with disabilities. It, as it, generally we use, you know, we're, we're big in Special Olympics also. We, we support that phenomenal program. Uh, better, we are told we that Black Hills Works supports the largest Special Olympic group in the state of South yeah, Dakota. Yeah,
0: I tell you what, so I just graduated college mm-hmm. about a year ago, a little mm-hmm. more than that um and in college i worked at the days Inn in mitchell south dakota i went Mm -hmm. to dakota Wesleyan Mm -hmm. um special olympics last year i'm not sure if it's every year but last year was held in mitchell and the rapid city black hills works crew was staying at the days Inn. yep so i had like the best experience ever just because they're hanging out and they're excited you know up (laughs) early in the morning um getting ready for whatever event they're about to do and just i've never uh had more fun at the front desk because it's like everyone's coming up and talking to me it's like No one talks to the front desk guy. Yep, it's like yeah. So it was great. So yeah, there's my like little background with your Special Olympics here in Black Hills Works.
1: They make everybody a rock star. Yes, it is really really cool. It's really really cool. It is, and and yeah, a lot of Special Olympics. You know the the regional and statewide events get moved around. It might be Mitchell, it might be Aberdeen, it might be Rapid City, it might be Sioux Falls. But you know the benefit in that is the athletes get travel experiences and to meet cool people like you at the front desk in Mitchell, Um, and to. Give you that awesome experience, also. Um, but a lot of what we use the putt and pub proceeds for is to help Special Olympic, to help that trip happen, um, uh, and appropriately so. We have celebrity putters at each uh, uh, st- each pub, uh, each stop along the way, so that um, as a group, as a foursome comes in, and you know the first thing is their celebrity putter gets to take or two. Usually, actually, there's two um a chance at making a hole in one for the group, but it always leads to not just the person the Special Olympics athlete in this case uh, uh, participating in the team on it, but they're also getting to know those people as people uh, a little you know so many of them engage and ask them questions and um, sometimes the answers are very creative and uh, fun and just experience the, enthusiasm that uh, the people with disabilities that, uh, in this case, participating Special Olympics bring to that event. Um, so it, it's a great fundraiser for some of the work we do like Special Olympics. Uh, it is a great event adding excitement to our downtown. If you've ever participated in it, if you've even been downtown, just happen to be walking by going, why is everybody dressed so <laughs> crazy and having fun? It brings um, an awesome atmosphere to our downtown, and um, gives people uh, a, a really incredible experience with with our mission. Um, we have our gala every year.
0: Yeah, uh, that's the more, fancy pants stuff. Our right fancy pants yes. stuff. <laughs> yep
1: uh, the the more formal dress up. It you know we always have it on the first Saturday in November, and it kind of kicks off. It's kind of become known as the kickoff to the holiday season for Rapid City where, you know, right after that, all the holiday, the Thanksgiving events, the Christmas parties, they're all starting to roll. Um, But it is, boy, it's a place we always recognize for people that we support for um, outstanding achievements in their life that year. And those outstanding achievements can look hundreds, if not thousands of different ways, um, because an outstanding achievement for one person doesn't mean anything to another person, but uh, it's incredibly meaningful to them. Uh, it's it's all relative, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And the goals that we help folks uh, to achieve, to work on, um, you know, because a lot, a lot of the joy is in the journey. It's not even necessarily the achievement. It's the journey of the goal, of our goals. Um, but whether it's to uh, move into a less supported residential where they have more independence, whether it's to obtain a job that they've been looking for, whether it's to uh, participate socially in our community, um, whether it's to uh, engage in Uh, advocacy work helping spread the story of people with disabilities through our community and I mean it can look all kinds of different ways in the nomination forms we don't get too limiting we just tell us who about people who have made uh, outstanding achievements in their life as they define it and then um, we tell uh, we show a little short video that I think they do an awesome job being able to you know put into four or five minutes a highlight of what they've achieved and hear from some of the people in their life. And when those four award winners come on stage, it, um, in my opinion, it makes the Academy Awards look pretty pale. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, some of the acceptance speeches just make you smile so big, you, you don't have room left on your face to grin any bigger. Um, um, and uh, it, it's it's a big deal for them, for them to be able to go out and buy a fancy dress, to go to the hairdresser that morning. Um, um, it, it's really, really cool. But in recent years, we've also worked in the entertainment to be mission-related, a lot of the times through Flutter Productions type of activities. Um, you know, this past year, it had to do a lot with our foundation and targeting areas of needs that our organization has for funding, um, such as residential support, such as transportation, um, such as um, uh, health and fitness types of things, that folks can could go around the room and meet real live people that we support who are uh, somebody that's in need of, of something in this area and talk to them. They can talk to our staff about them also, but they can also talk to people with disabilities about, you know, what... You know what? What will your life be like if you uh, are able to move into a new home that we're working to try to try to get built, um, and hear the story, feel it real firsthand? So another way to feel the mission. Um, but the feedback we get from the community members that attend that, it has profound impact. It's a them.
0: five-star review every time. Yeah,
1: profound. Yeah. And, and and I get worried about that because you kind of like go, can we do it every year, and our team does it every year that's <laughs> every year because uh, it is it is a lot of work it oh, is a yeah. lot of work um, but being able to educate and expose more people to what we do and what more importantly what people with disabilities do and can do in our community um, it it achieves it really really well yes yeah.
0: I definitely agree so I suppose here I won't keep you too long as we've been chatting for about an hour now Wow yeah I know it flies Time. doesn't holy it? smokes it has yeah, it's crazy yeah. and I think the boss woman would be pretty mad if I was yeah. late to my next meeting okay yeah. but uh, if people want to learn more about Black Hills Works maybe working for you guys as a direct yeah. support professional yeah. uh, where can they go to get more info dot org.
1: Online. Online. online Go online yep. go online find out about us go to our jobs page Work with purpose again. The jobs with us, every single one of them, whether it be a direct support professional or it be an accountant in our business office or it be a mechanic in our vehicle shop, has incredible. You're not working, you're not working for the man, yeah. you're not working for uh, you're not going home, why am I doing this, and and, and it being just a paycheck. Um, will help you be able to connect the dots to. The difference that you're participating, that you're making, the impact that you're making in our community—it is work with purpose.
0: Absolutely. All right. Did I miss anything that needs to be touched on, or you have a last-minute thought that you need to share? Maybe totally unrelated, anything like that before we we say goodbye?
1: Well, I don't know. I could go on and on because I'm so I'm so proud. I'm so happy of what what we do. Um, it, you know, and we wouldn't be. A successful community-based employer without a community, and you know the gratitude for our community to be able to learn more about us, to serve on our boards of directors, um, to um, have conversations about employment. We're we're grateful for that. uh, Appreciate it. Um, I know we haven't reached everyone in our community because we are uh, we're small, but we're big. Um, We're just a good right size. Um, You know, even if you're not looking for a job if it's not employment, reach out to us to learn more about how we, I actually believe we in some way can impact every single business in Rapid City, every organization in Rapid City. And that might look different in every way, but um, if you were to throw at me, just start throwing out business and organization's name, I bet you I can come up with a way we could have a positive impact in what you do, and we want to do that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this was a great great podcast. I think people are going to learn a lot and you're going to have people That's going onto your website. Um, if you've never been to Rapid City or you've been in Rapid mm-hmm. City your whole life, but if, haven't been to Susie Kappa or haven't been to Bakeworks, mm-hmm. I just recommend you go. It's a cool experience. Uh, maybe you do it on an art night or you just go uh, one Saturday when it's nice out and you're walking downtown Um, I check them out. It's just, it's really cool what you guys do. And we're happy at Midwest to be a part of it um, in any way that we can.
1: Yeah, we do. That's an awesome relationship. I appreciate it.
0: Well, awesome. Well, thanks for coming on talking to me. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks.